Hello and welcome to the Greenhouse Church Podcast. My name is Benj Gould and I'm the lead pastor. We are all about creating an environment where anyone can follow the way of Jesus. So we hope that this teaching helps you on your way. Very good. Well, it is uh, the second week of Advent. And we are doing our Advent series in the lead up to Christmas. Advent means, means waiting or expectancy. And the traditional church for a long time has followed this, this rhythm of Advent waiting in the lead up for Christmas. And it's not just a, a lead up to the, to the event of Christmas like we know it. It's an expectancy that Jesus is going to come again. Um, and this week, the theme of Advent is, is peace. Peace. I want to read to you from Isaiah chapter 9. This is written uh, about 400 years at least before Jesus. It says for this, For to us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace of the greatness of his government and his peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. I love that phrase, Prince of Peace. We get that phrase, you know, it's, it's a very uh, Christmas thing because it's, 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 it's leading to the expectancy of Jesus coming, that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. You saw in that video that the Hebrew word for peace is actually shalom, which is not just the absence of conflict or anxiety or war, but it is the presence of something, the completeness of, of something, the, the reinvigoration of something. And that's what shalom means, the Prince of Shalom. And actually, a great way to translate that word shalom, we often translate it to peace, but a great way to translate it is, is restoration. And uh, that's part of our story. Uh, we've told this story over and over again, but we got that sense that, you know, as I was walking along praying around where to plant a church, I was walking on the foreshore and saw that sign that said, this is a restoration corridor. It was at that moment I really felt like God say, this is, this is where we're called to be as we planted this church, that this is a restoration corridor, this space between the lake and the ocean, this little strip of land, that God is at work. There's something he wants to do. He wants to bring renewal and restoration. He's already at work in houses and businesses and churches, and we're just called to be another plant of that. But I love that idea that Jesus is the Prince of Restoration, the Prince of Shalom. In, uh, in Japan, they have this ancient practice. It's called kintsugi. I don't know if you've ever heard of this. Um, but in Japan, they have this like beautiful pottery and cups and like just like just awesome stuff to eat ramen in. It's the best thing ever. Um, but they have this process called kintsugi when someone drops a plate or a bowl or a cup and it's broken, they'll take it to get kintsugi and this, this, this person will come and they'll put gold in between and they'll put it together, but it'll be put back together with, with gold. And so it becomes even more valuable than it was before they dropped it. And that is such a beautiful symbol of shalom, of restoration. 
It's the story of the Bible that the way that things were intended to be in the Garden of Eden in Genesis 1 and 2, where there was like this relationship between God and people, and they were meant to be like the representation of God. They were meant to move out of the Garden of Eden and plant gardens and build cities and bring shalom to the world. But uh, the story went a different way. And now we have, instead of people leading and, and ruling in the authority of God, we're all going seven billion different ways. We're fragmented. We're in pieces. And the story of the gospel is that Jesus came and is coming and bringing restoration, bringing renewal, not just restoring to what was, but to this beautiful new image that we have in Revelation 21 and 22 of a garden city. It's like the garden, but on, on steroids. It's community and life and culture, and every, every uh, corner of the earth has come, and it's like this, it's kintsugi'd, it's shalom'd, it's restoration. And I love that this story, as we kind of commission this building and dedicate it to God, and we celebrate it, I love it's got that, that image of restoration in it. And, you know, this building was built in 19, 1964, the Uniting Church. And instead of, like, you know, bulldozing down a building, we got, we got to restore it, to renovate it. And I love that image because it's not just like getting rid of the past, it's not just getting rid of what's happened here before, the stories and the, the births and the funerals and the marriages and the community that's happened and the sharing of the Lord's Supper and prayer and opening the scriptures and worship and service to the poor, which has been such a huge part of this, this building and, and this property. But we get to restore that. We get to keep that on. To restore something is to restore it to rediscover the story. And the best way to bring restoration to a people, to a person, is to restory them because we are storytelling machines. We make meaning, this psychology tells us this, that the way that we make meaning of the world, and this is a distinctly human thing, is, a, is the stories that we tell ourselves, the stories that we live out. And so often, this is why you know, we, we continue to live out the, the hurt or the trauma of our past because we're living out that same story. But the beauty of Christmas is that Jesus came to, to restory us, to show us a better story to live by. That Jesus actually entered into the story, became human, became flesh. Isn't that a weird thing, like God became human? Why, why did he do that? He did that because he came to be part of the story. And in the Garden of Eden... It was always meant to be this partnership between God and humanity. Humanity was the plan to bring shalom and restoration to the world, but we went in our own way. But Jesus came to become like us so that he could show us how to be like him and how to, how to rule and reign and build culture and bring shalom and restoration with him. And the Christmas story can restory us if we let it. I think it is the greatest, most beautiful story to live by that, that Jesus is bringing restoration to the whole world, that even the broken parts of us matter and are being reintegrated and kintsugi'd and shalomed and restored. Revival is just restoration gone, gone viral. If we want to bring restoration to the neighborhoods around us, it actually starts with us as a community finding restoration. 
And if we want to find a restoration in our community, in our, little, in our little church community here, then it actually starts with restoration of my heart and my soul, just like that song that we sang before. It's not a building you want to fill, but it's my heart. It's my heart that is to be restored by the Christmas story. Restoration, renewal, kintsugi. You know, uh, the very first time we met in here on a Sunday a couple of weeks ago, I spoke about that kind of prophetic image that we felt like we got from Ezekiel 47, and it's a story of a temple and a river. And the temple was always the place that was like meant to throw back to what Eden's like and throw forward to what the garden city is. It's meant to be this place of restoration, and there's trees they put in there, and they try and like recreate the Garden of Eden because it's like this, this connection point between God and people, between heaven and earth. But the story of, of um, the temple is that there's like a river that flows out from the temple. And it says that wherever the river goes, there is life. And you see this story of kind of restoration as the river goes out in that passage in Ezekiel 47. It goes out into Babylon and there's trees that grow up. It's like this, like the garden is popping up again. There's a restoration, there's re- renewal. Everywhere the river goes, there is life. And I love that image that this space this physical space, can become a space of restoration for us. Not because of the building, not because of what it is, or because it was a church, or none of that matters. It's the fact that we dedicate this space to God, and that we kind of stack these moments again and again where we connect with God, where we refocus our hearts, where we come in prayer, and we open the scriptures, and we, and we look to God in, in worship, and we have community with other people that are following the way of Jesus. It's restoration from the inside out, and that's the Christmas story, that Jesus came into humanity to restore it from the inside out. It's the same thing for us, that we are to be restored from the inside out, to be reintegrated. The parts of us that are disintegrated, that are broken, empty, are to be restored and consugied together. The band can come back up. There's a story, as an illustration I tell over and over again. You've probably heard it a billion times. But in China, um, there's cities that are huge, obviously, and pollution is a massive problem. And um, one architect built these towers, they are smog towers, they're like a, they're a huge like air filter, and it sucks in the air with all the smog in it, and it goes through a purifier, and it basically purifies the air, um, and not only does it do that, but it takes the carbon that it catches in the purifier, and it puts pressure on it, and it makes diamonds. <laughs> I just think that is the most beautiful thing, and that's the image of, of, of Jesus to me. Of, of the Christmas story, of the Christian story, of the biblical story, that there is smog all ar- around us, smog in our hearts. There's, there's, there's brokenness and disintegration. We don't live up to the way that we want to. We have issues between us and between countries and between people and groups. And, you, you know, you just look on Facebook now and you see that the world is disintegrated and different views on masks or vaccines or whatever it is, the next thing, religious freedom, doesn't matter what it is, there's always something that fragments people. But the story of Jesus is that he's bringing restoration if we let him. That he comes in and he takes the smog and he brings purity, fresh breath, fresh life, and he makes something beautiful out of the stuff that's disintegrated within us. 
It's a story of Christmas. It's a story of Easter. Even even death, there is resurrection. That we get to be partners of restoration, but it starts with us, with you and with me. And so the question I just have for you, and we'll just take a moment in yourself. You might want to write something down if, if you've got a piece of paper or on your phone or just sit in silence. Is what parts of me need to be restored this morning? What parts of me that are a little bit shattered or broken or disintegrated do I need to bring to the prince of peace, the prince of shalom, the prince of kintsugi, the prince of restoration? What trauma am I carrying? What pain? What broken hope? What broken relationship? Do I need to allow the Spirit of God to feel this morning? I want you to just take a moment. Holy Spirit, would you speak? Would you illuminate those things to us? And by your power, by your story, would you bring restoration and healing and kintsugi and shalom and peace. We lift those things to you. We surrender those things to you. Would you breathe again? I'm reminded of that story with Jesus and his disciples. And he breathed on his disciples. He says, peace I give to you. As the Father sent me, I'm sending you. May you receive that story this morning. The breath of Jesus. The peace of Jesus. The restoration of Jesus. The shalom of Jesus. Holy Spirit, would you speak right now in these moments of silence?